to get started, I want to answer, like every Monday, as many questions as I can. I'm going to get some questions from the forum, the, five, uh, the, the first four to five questions. If you have any questions, please post them right here in the, in the chat, and I'll be more than glad to answer them for you within this half an hour. So without further ado, let's get started. Let me go right here, share the screen with you, the entire screen, and uh, let's go with the first question. Let me show you this right here. Weekly planner session, December 3rd. Can't believe it's December already, huh? huh? All right, so let's get started. Slideshow from current. There we go. On November 30th, Claire asked, how often should I send promotional emails? Very, very important. So Claire, remember that that is not only about promotional emails, we have a mix of emails, right? They should be educational. They should also have some promotional emails, but make sure that they all add value to your specific audience. Now, let me explain to you what value means in terms of sending emails. First and foremost, we need to segment that list of emails into buyers and sellers. If you work with investors, then you have a separate list for investors. Why? An email is only relevant to the person who received, to receive, is only relevant is if it is information relevant to the person receiving it, all right? Emails for buyers are usually not relevant for sellers and vice versa. So what you want to make sure is that not only you send promotional emails, but educational emails to specific, for example, sellers in downtown Miami. The three things you need to do before selling your home in downtown Miami. The five mistakes owners in downtown Miami make when selling their home. What to do if you haven't sold your property in the last 90 days in downtown Miami. Remember to always mention your area so they know exactly that you're an expert specifically in that community. If I send what to do if the what to do if you haven't sold your property in the last 90 days to a buyer, how relevant Claire is that going to be? No very relevant, right? So for buyers we have a completely different set of emails. For example, the three things you need to know before buying a property in downtown Miami. The five mistakes buyers make when uh, purchasing a home in downtown Miami. The three things you need to know before buying a home in downtown Miami. Got it? So that's relevant information. And of course, if you have a listing that's a promotional email, then send that listing to your specific target audience. All right. But again, it's not about the promotional email. It's about educating, educating that person. Buyers, again, should you buy a property under a uh, uh, your name or under a corporation? So a lot of the, what are the closing costs for buyers? Learn the closing costs. Should you or not hire a real estate agent for the job of buying a home? Got it? So those are very, very important emails that should be already automated. So whenever you get a buyer's or seller's leads, all you have to do is input that information into your system. We've recommended many in the past. You can have MailChimp, you can have Constant Contact, you can have the one that we use, Octopus Agent, which already includes the IDX, the website, the email marketing, the email marketing automation, the content, right? But at the end of the day, what you want is to make sure that you stay relevant in front of your target audience. So how often should you send them? Well, for the first 30 days with Octopus, which is a system that we use to program 
Damas, for the agents that are in, many agents that are in coaching, is that every three days you will send an email to your client. So, for example, Claire, if I met you last weekend and you said to me that you wanted to purchase a property, where would I put you? On the buyer's list, right? So under that list, Octopus's program to send an email every three days for the next 30 days. So it's a total of 10 emails. Why How that often every three days? Well, if I talk to you this weekend and you mentioned to me that you want to purchase a property, this is the time where you're most open to receive information from me. Not only promotional information, but more important, educational information that allows me to help you in the process of buying a home and position myself as, at the same time as the expert of choice. Of course, if I have two or three things or properties that I think you will be interested in, I will send you that information, all right? Then after the 30th day, if you have not taken action, then we, we recommend you slow down the number of emails to at least, at least one per week automated. Again, the key point here, Claire, is not how often, is that we need to make sure that it's automated. Because if we don't automate the process, we're not going to do it. Something is going to happen during the week. We're going to get busy. We're going to have clients. We're going to have, you know, uh, family uh, things that we need to do. And we're not going to send the email. So in order to have the frequency and consistency needed to become that expert of choice, we need to make sure that we automate the process, all right? So again, how often? For the first 30 days, you're going to send an email every three days so you can start positioning yourself faster than your competition. And then after the 30th day, you're going to have a sequence that is sent to your database at least one per month, but one per week, I'm sorry, all right? So the second one, it's again from Claire, uh, what is a good open rate in my email marketing? Ooh, I love this question, Claire. So a lot of people say, well, but the problem with emails is that people are not opening them anymore. Well, you can argue that and you can say that about any platform. The problem with newspapers is that many people don't read the newspapers anymore. The problem with social media, Facebook, for example, is too much information and not everybody is looking at social media. The problem with Instagram is this too crowded with so many pictures. At the end of the day, the most important thing about email marketing is not for your potential clients to open the email. At the end of the day, the most important thing about email marketing is that they see your name with enough frequency and consistency. Now, that being said, to answer your, your question in a very technical way, if you have between 18 to 24% open rate, you're doing a very good job. In real estate, in our industry, 18 to 24% is a very good open rate, all right? So I hope that answers your question. But again, let me stress, again, the importance of email marketing. A lot of people use social media, but not everybody. A lot of people read the newspaper, but not everybody. A lot of people receive postcards, but not everybody. And those three mediums, channels, vehicles of advertising, have an expiration date, right? A post that you did three three weeks ago, nobody's going to see it on Facebook. A picture that you posted on Instagram a month ago, nobody's going to see it, right? Uh, if I'm on vacation, I'm not going to read the Miami Herald while I'm on vacation in Europe, right? But, but this is a very important thing about email marketing. Whether I have Facebook postcards, whether I read the email or uh, uh, the newspaper or not, I read all my, I at least, see 
all my emails. And if you are clear, you're sending me information constantly, most likely if I'm not in the process of buying or selling right away, I'm not, I'm not going to open it. But it's a good thing. You see, I am seeing your name and you are sending me that information. But six months from now, I open the email. You're going to be able, and that's the beautiful thing about email marketing, that you can see who is actually reading your emails, allowing you to focus and contact only those people that are showing injuries because they're opening the, the email. So what happens if for the past four months, I have not opened your email, but all of a sudden I open the next two or three? What happens? What do you think is happening in my mind? I'm being interested, right? I'm interested in purchasing or selling. That allows you to identify me as a higher potential and you contact me. And then when you contact me, since I've seen your emails, it's not a cold call. It's like, who is there? Got it? So very, very, very important. And, and, and one more thing. I'm not saying that the only thing you need to do is email. What I'm saying is that that's the foundation of your business. And you shouldn't be doing many other things before you get this system set up and automated. If you want to maximize your leads, whether you purchase them or whether you meet people through referrals, if you want to maximize your, your leads, the least you should do there is to make sure that you have an email marketing sequence segmented for buyers and for sellers, not only with promotional information, but with relevant content. I hope that answers your question. So the next one is from Anthony. He says, can I add my own content and videos to Octopus? Yes, definitely you can add your own content and videos. And as a matter of fact, Anthony, we suggest that you add your own content to the site. If you're using Octopus and you're using Octopus, we give you over 40 different articles, nine different guides. So you can customize your guides. Not only that, but you can edit the content. You can edit the buyer's edit the buyer's articles, the seller's articles. So no other website is going to look like yours. But at the same time, we also give you that the, the tools so you can add your set your, your own content. You can put in your buyers uh, sec, uh category, you can put in your seller tabs, you can put in an investor tab, you can create a new tab. The more content you add to your site, the more relevant it's going to be and more important the more engagement you're going to notice from your buyers and sellers. What happens with Octopus is we already give you the foundation, the structure, the content, the automation, so you don't have to start from zero and you don't have to wait three, four, five months to go and launch your business, right? Or to, to maximize your, your referrals, your leads, et cetera, all right? But the more content you add, the better. We suggest that and with Octopus Agent, definitely you can do it, all right? So Gustavo wrote, any technique, any technique to close more buyers? Ooh, very, very I, I love this question. Any technique to close more buyers? And give me one second, Gustavo. I just want to make sure that you guys, uh, let me, give me one second. Let me make sure that again, I put in here, all right, that you can, okay, ask, okay, oh, I already have questions right here. So Pedro, uh, Ramon, good morning. So Pedro is excellent system, Octopus agent, the best. Thank you very much, Pedro. Ekaterina for promotional emails with your list, price drop, new listings. What title can you recommend? So I'm gonna go back and forth from, from the questions that I had before to the ones that you guys are posting right now. So I'm gonna answer two right here uh, from Ekaterina and Lisette. So the first one from Ekaterina, it's for promotional emails with your listing, price drop, new listing. What title can you recommend so that it gets more open clicks? Very good. So 
when you have a new email, Katia, right? I call her Katia. So Katia, when you when you have new listings, okay, best opportunity, best price. If you have a drop price, you know, best price in, uh, unit in, in the building, a best price unit in the line. Make it sure the best line in the building, uh, one of the best opportunities in. And uh, you work in Miami Beach, one of the more you know best opportunity in Miami Beach. Think about the title before sending the email and i and i know you do but it has to be catchy right relating to price lowest price unit in the building lowest price unit uh in the uh in the line newest newest listing in the building right very rare unit in the building so make make it very very appealing to the potential reader in that specific community good good question all right lisette I have been out of Miami. I checked my website and I saw my clients did not receive any emails during those days. So make sure, Lisette, if I assume you're using Octopus, contact one of our uh, one of our customer service reps and see what happens. Make sure Octopus sends the emails every single week, every single week, and for the first thirty days, it's every three days. So make sure you contact one of the customer service reps and ask. What happened there? Next question that I'm gonna go into. Let me and guys keep asking questions as many as you can. You're on share screen. Let me go here. Share. There we go. Okay, so let's continue right here with Gustavo's uh, question. Any technique to close more buyers? Yes, Gustavo. So the number one technique to close more buyers is very simple. We need to pre-qualify them and remember. You can go to the pre-qualifying questions in our sales modules, right? You have how to pre-qualify, how to follow up, how to present, how to handle objections, how to close more buyers. So when you go to the final module, I explain very clearly the three questions we need to ask buyers in order for them to move on. So pay very, very, very close attention, Gustavo. Mister, let's say you are the buyer. Gustavo, as the buyer, as buyers, we all have, we have to compromise one of three things, all right? Number one, the area, location. Number two, the space, the size of the property. Or number three, the price. Every single buyer, Gustavo, when they go through the process of purchasing a property, it's going to make one of those three sacrifices. They're going to sacrifice location, they're going to sacrifice size, or they're going to sacrifice what? price got it very important so gustavo let me ask you we've seen 22 properties already right so and we haven't found exactly what you're looking for if you had to decide right here in in uh, in uh surfside which is one of my favorite areas on miami right we've seen 22 properties you like some you, you don't like others what would you what would you compromise all right what would you sacrifice because obviously you're going to find a property that you want. The thing is that is either the price is too high. And at the end of the day, it's all about price, Gustavo, right? You are going to find a property that you're going to fall in love. The problem is the price. So what are you willing to sacrifice? We can stay in Surfside, but instead of having an ocean view property, it might be looking at what? At what? At the city, 
right? That's part of location. Or we might have to move from Surfside on the ocean, and we might have to go to North Beach, right? Not in the ocean. That's sacrificing location. No, no, no. I want to stay in Surfside. Great. Excellent. And you need to be looking at the water. Yes? Yes. Okay. I got it. So you said that you wanted a three-bedroom apartment. Can we sacrifice area instead of being a three-bedroom apartment in Surfside? Can I be a two-bedroom apartment? Can I be a one-bedroom apartment? No, 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 no. It has to be a three-bedroom apartment in Surfside on the ocean, look with ocean view. Okay, got it. Perfect. So if that's the those two things we can sacrifice because you have a wife, you have two kids, and you have you want each kid on a different uh, uh, bedroom within different bedrooms, and you want that side of a property looking at the ocean, then what do we have to sacrifice? Price, right? So we have to go up in price. So Gustavo, those three questions make it very clear for the client. And sometimes the client will tell you, listen, I don't have to be in Surfside. Maybe we can move down to North Beach. And I can be looking at the uh, at the city and I'll stay in the price range. I don't want to increase my budget. I want to stay within you know $800,000. Got it. Instead of three, this is a beach apartment. So I don't need three bedrooms. It can be two bedrooms. Got it. So we need to compromise one of those three. Location, size, or price and if you see that your client Gustavo doesn't want to compromise any of those three most likely that's one we can close the client and we need to move on but we need to ask those three questions fairly fast in the process the reason being is that we don't want to waste their time and definitely we don't want to waste our time so in order to close more more clients just to summarize it you need to be very concrete go through the five pre-qualifying questions and I think one of the, the, the next question is, where can I find the pre-qualifying questions? So go to the questions. Remember, the five pre-qualifying question is, what is it exactly that you want to buy? Is it a house? Is it a condominium? Is it a townhouse? Is it a two-bathroom, three-bathroom? Describe for me exactly what is it that you want. You need to say a low floor, high floor. It has to be a, 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 a big, big building with over 200 properties. Do you need amenities? What type of amenities? Spa, tennis courts, pool, etc. right? How many uh, car, spa uh, car spaces do you need? So you need it to be very complete, uh, co concrete on the what. Then after the what, it's the where. Where do you want to purchase? Surfside? Excellent. All right, what do you know about Surfside? Why does it have to be Surfside? Why can it be Ball Harbor? Why can it be North Beach, Mid Beach, South Beach? Oh, well, because South Beach is too crowded, too many people, too many tourists, a lot of music. All right, got it. So why not uh, Mid Beach? Well, it's very close to South Beach. What do you like so much about Surfside? Well, it's a very small area, small buildings, very quiet village. I have the Publix right in front of me. It's the nature on the ocean is very natural. Uh, the, the buildings are very low, so I have sun the whole day. When I go to the high rises, in, for example, in Sony House, those buildings are so big that by 1.30, there's no sun. Oh, got it. Okay, so I know the where. The where is sunrise, and I know the characteristics of sunrise. Now, tell me why. And I just need a beach apartment. I'm coming here to Miami very often, and I spend a lot of money in hotels. I want a place where I don't have to travel with a lot of luggage. I want to get there. I want to save money. I want to enjoy. I want privacy. Got it. So the when, as soon as I can. And then the finally, what is it? How much are you willing to invest? So I need to go through those five questions so I can close my cl uh, client properly. And then once I show him that properties, those properties, I go through the analysis of, we are going to sacrifice one of three things, and every single buyer goes through that process.
What are you going to sacrifice? Location, size, or price? That simple, all right? And I think the next one right here, Gustavo, oh, yeah, it came from you, okay. So he said, where can I find the pre-qualifying question? So very simple question. So very simple, you go here, and I already had that for you. That was, that was what I was looking. Uh, you go to the lab right here, where it says get started. You choose your language, of course, it can be Spanish or it can be English. So right here, you go to start coaching. Oops, give me one second, sorry. Start coaching right here. System is a little bit slow, right? Okay, so you place on English, right? And in English, you're going to have the first modules, which are all about what? Marketing. Remember, marketing, it's everything that we do to get the lead, right? Selling is what we do once we are in front of the lead face-to-face -face or, or on the phone. So that's the difference between marketing and selling. So right here, we say sell skills. You go to module number 10, which is right here, pre-qualifying. You click into pre-qualifying, and you're going to have all the questions for buyers and sellers. Uh, you have the guide for buyers and sellers. You have the assignment. And if you click into module pre-qualifying, you're going to see it right here, okay? You can see the whole module right here, all right? There you go, right here. And then we explain to you exactly how to pre-qualify that person. And then you have the assignment right here for pre-qualifying, understanding, learning the process of pre-qualifying right here. All right. So let's keep going to the next question. And then it says, how can I, Amelia, Amelia says, how can I sell my listings? All right. Or my listing. Good question, Amelia. That's a question that I get at least once a week, how can I sell my listing? So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit controversial with some people at the beginning, but I'm going to demonstrate with you with facts that what I'm saying is right. So here it goes. The only thing that sells a listing, and please pay very close attention. The only thing, Amelia, that sells a listing is the price and putting it into the MLS. Again, one more time, and I'm going to stop sharing so you can see my face right here. Big, big, big. All right. Here we go. The only thing that will sell your listing is the right price and listing it in the MLS. That is it. Doesn't matter how much marketing you do to sell your property, you can't sell a dollar for the price of two. So forget about all that marketing. If it is for the purpose of selling a listing, you won't sell it. Top agents do all this marketing for the purpose, not of selling the listing because not a piece of advertising will sell a listing. They do it for what? For market presence to get more listings. I'll give you an example, Amelia. Let's say you are a buyer from New York, and you say, I, I want to go to Miami Beach. I want to go to Miami this weekend to buy a property in Surfside. I have $1.1 million between one, you know, have a $1.2 million budget to buy a two bedroom apartment in Surfside. Got it? And I see you have a listing in, let's say, in Asure, right? In, uh, in Surfside. And it's exactly what I'm looking with. And that is it. And I have a listing in Azure. So that is exactly what you're looking for. You're coming from New York. You want to buy a property in Surfside, specifically at Azure, 
right? That very specific building, a 2-2 oceanfront, and you have $1.2 million uh, budget, and I have that listing. And guess what? I put that listing everywhere. Fortune Magazine, I put it on Forbes, I put it in the Miami Herald, I put it in the Washington Post, I put it in the New York Times, everywhere. So when you get to JFK, the airport in New York, you purchase all those magazines and the, and the newspapers, and when you open them, guess what you see, Amelia? You see my listing, full inside cover advertisement, full color. Two to $1.1 million in a suited surf site. That is exactly what you want. That is exactly where you're coming to Miami. You get into first class American Airlines. You get the American Way magazine. You get it. And what do you see in the inside front, uh, front cover? What do you see? My listing, right? $1.1 million in a surrogate two bedroom apartment. Wow, that is exactly what you want. You're so excited because you're going to see that property. You land in Miami, uh, MIA, Miami International Airport. You purchase the Miami Herald, and there is a huge sticker in front of the paper that I pay for for my listing in Azura. And you see it, and that is exactly what you want. You're leaving Miami International Airport with your driver. The driver gives you the Financial Times. You open the Financial Times, and what do you see? My listing. You're leaving the airport, and you see a huge billboard that says Azure 2-2 front, uh, ocean front property, $1.1 million, open house 24-7. You tell the driver, take me to Orlando's listing. I want to see that listing. You get to my listing, to my property. You see it, and guess what, Amelia? You love the property. You really like it, but you haven't seen any other property. So are you going to put an offer on my property without looking at comparable properties, what are the chances? So I've done all this marketing, and most likely what you're going to do is call a buyer's agent and ask that agent to show you comparable properties in the same, of course, price range in the area. So at the end of the day, you're going to see my property because I did all the advertising, but you're going to see other properties listed in the MLS because they were listed in the MLS. So my advertising actually didn't do much to compete with the other properties. What it's going to do a lot is the right price. So the most important thing for you, Amelia, and with this I close with 11, 10, 32, I'm gonna answer one more question in the comments and with that I'll finish. At the end of the day, what we need to make sure is that we constantly communicate and constantly mean, means at least once a week with our sellers, and update them in what into what's happening in the market in terms of comparable properties average price average price per, per square foot based on the market new properties for sale property spending properties that recently closed so they understand exactly how the market is behaving because we can sell one dollar for the price of two and the more you educate your sellers amelia the more open they're going to be to put the right price whether that means going up or down. That's why there is a very common, not very nice, but very common saying in real estate that you want to be the first child, the second wife, and the third agent. Hopefully you get the quote unquote joke. The third agent is usually the one that sells the property, not because he's better than the first two, just because the, he got the property at the right price. The seller understood through the process of working with two previous agents that 
that what, what the market price was. Then the third agent came, got the property at the right price. He sold the property. He's amazing. It's not that he's amazing, all right? It's just that he put the right price on the property. So hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully you understand the importance of what I just said because it's going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you a lot of frustration. And of course, it's going to make you more money. I'm going to answer one more question. He uh, here says, Dilly asks, when you talk about specialized knowledge, what do you suggest we should be looking in our target area? Very good, Delia. Very simple. Now, there's a lot of things you can learn about your area. But first and foremost, when I said about a specialized knowledge in your area, these are the six things you need to learn. Number one, for example, if you're, if you're specializing in... Uh, North Beach, Akoya, right in a building in, 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 in North Beach, in Miami Beach. I need to know exactly how many properties are for sale in that building. Number two, I said six things. Number two, average price. Number three, average price per square foot. Number four, base on the market. Number five, highest for sale. And number six, lowest for sale. And the same information, Delia, for the properties that sold sold within the last six months number of properties sold average price average price per square foot based on the market highest for sale lowest for sale can you know and should know more than that definitely but those six things are are the things that are going to put you apart position you at a much higher level than your quote-unquote competition as a matter of fact those are the questions you give your potential seller when they want to interview other agents and you go like this in the objection delia i completely understand that you want to want interview other agents and if i were you i want to under uh, under uh interview other agents too because i know that you want to find the most prepared agent to sell your home is that right delia of course so in order to find the most prepared agent to sell your home first and foremost you delia need to be prepared and the way you prepare yourself is by knowing these questions that I'm giving you right now, right here. So please, I'm going to give you the answer. Please write down the answer so you can ask the questions to the next agent. And this is the, the, the way we do it. So number one, there are 23 properties for sale right now here in Akoya, 2-2. The average price is $697,500. The average price per square foot is $526. The low, the highest for sale is a $1.2 million property in the 43rd floor. The lowest for sale is at $627,000. And the average days on the market is 131 days. What do you think Dilly is happening in that client's mind? He's identifying me as an expert. And what do you think, Delia, when I give those questions to the client and the client asks that those questions to the next agent, what do you think that agent is going to answer? Can you repeat the question? They have no clue. Got it? So though that's the basic information you need to make sure you know, you memorize, you internalize. And it doesn't take more than two to three minutes every day. If you put, if you program your hot sheet in your MLS in your phone for 24 hours and while you're brushing your teeth early in the morning, when you wake up and you just look at that information, I'm not even asking you guys as agents to memorize it, to learn it immediately. By looking at it every single day, in two, three weeks, you already establish a pattern. You already know exactly what's happening in your market, right? So 
I hope I answered enough questions for you. Please keep posting those questions in the forum. The first five, six, six questions that I answered were questions in the forum. So make sure you go into the forum, you ask the questions. Remember, we have group coaching this Thursday in English, and on Wednesday, we have it in Spanish. So make sure you go into those sessions, ask your questions, and until next time, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, make it a very, very productive day. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.